Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it be life out on our little hobby farm in the country or keeping your homeschool simple or just living simply in your life in general. And of course, on every episode, I talk about Jesus because I really do believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos in this world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we desire the things of this world. The more we seek after him, the more we can more clearly hear his voice above all the noise and distractions of this world. So thank you for joining me for another episode. Today, I wanted to talk about keeping the main thing the main thing. I've talked about this before on the blog, and actually we talked about it quite a bit at our Simply Living for Him retreat in 2016, the first Simply Living for Him retreat. And this is all about, you know, how our world gets so bogged down with details and we can get so cluttered in our minds and in our hearts and in our homes with so many things that we sort of get buried underneath our true purposes. And these can be physical things or mental things or, you know, we've talked about this as far as homeschooling. If you guys have been listening a while, you know I'm a homeschooling mom. And um, I originally started speaking about simplifying homeschool and I wrote a book about keeping things simple in homeschool. And that's one area of life where people tend to get really bogged down, especially right now as we're heading back to school, feeling really mentally overloaded with clutter and physical clutter in your homeschool as you prepare to start the year. And we often forget why we are even doing the thing we are doing, homeschooling. Or if you are not a homeschooling family, just in your everyday life, sometimes we forget what is the main thing? What are the purposes? I've seen this happen as far as things like birthday parties, right? We, we tend to go overboard, especially these days in the world of Pinterest perfect birthday parties. We go way overboard with all of the stuff and all of the decor and all of the fancy little things. And we forget the main thing, that we're celebrating a beautiful life and it really doesn't have anything to do with all that extra stuff. Keeping the main thing, the main thing can apply to... Um, Churches. I've seen this happen in churches with the programs, and especially, you know, now we're coming out of VBS season, right? Sometimes we can lose sight of the main thing because we get buried in all those fancy little crafts and games and details and um, ideas and programs, and none of that stuff is bad in and of itself. But when we lose sight of the real purpose is where I start to get, um, for me at least, I shut down. <laughs> I start to get really stressed when all of those things kind of um, take away from our main purposes. So keeping the main thing, the main thing can be in anything, really. It doesn't have to be just in homeschooling or, you know, whatever it is in your world, you can apply these principles. So what I wanted to talk about today was, you know, touching on a little bit of all those different areas, but really tying it together um, and saying overall, how do we keep our head above the water and not lose sight 
of our true purposes. Because, you know, let's face it, our world nowadays, especially with the internet and especially with social media and just all of the abundance of connection we have with so many resources, we can so easily lose sight of the main thing. You know what? I would say even in Bible study, you can see this happen, right? So many people are so busy reading about how to read the Bible or what is the best way to study the Bible and getting a beautiful Bible journal. And once I have my little Bible coloring journal set up and my highlighters and all my things, then I'll be able to study the Bible properly. Or once I find the perfect method, even in our Bible studies, we can lose sight of our true purpose and the main thing. And I'm not saying any of those things are bad. In fact, I have one of those little coloring Bibles, which was given to me as a gift, and I love it, and I enjoy it. Um, You know, but it is so easy for us to think that we can't study the Bible properly unless we have all these things into place. I truly believe if you were stranded on a desert island with a plain old Bible and nothing else, no Bible study teacher, no um, MP3s of, you know, different methods of how to study the Bible and no coloring pages or pencils and no highlighters that God would teach you his word himself because he is the one who wrote it, right? Sometimes we get so busy being so consumed with how others are reading the Bible or the right way to read the Bible or the right method to read the Bible that we forget that the master teacher is waiting there to teach us. And all we need to do is open our Bible and trust him to teach us. Because studying the Bible is not the same as reading how other people are studying the Bible or how others are interpreting the Bible. Because yes, those things are certainly helpful. And I don't consider myself a Bible teacher. I need all the help I can get. I don't consider myself a theologian. I definitely love commentaries and things that teach me. But sometimes we rely on those things alone to teach us and forget that God is the one who wrote the book. And I truly believe that he will unveil to us what he wants us to know from his word if we truly seek him first. Those other things can be helpful as supplements and as resources and definitely, like I said, I need all the help I can get sometimes. So those things are really helpful. But the problem is when we lose sight of the main thing, right? When we think that those are the be-all, end-all to Bible study. And we forget that God is certainly capable of teaching us what he wants us to know. And we must not rely on what other people are saying. Because ultimately, we're all just humans. And we must rely on God. So even in our Bible study time, we can lose sight of the main thing. There are so many things nowadays. You know, I don't go on Pinterest anymore because it really stresses me out. It's not even that it stresses me out like I feel like I need to do all those things. I just don't even know where to begin. Like I just scroll through and it's way too much mental overload for me. And I feel like you could just spend all day kind of clicking and clicking and clicking and being led on different bunny trails all over the place. And I my brain shuts down. It just doesn't handle it. And you guys know out there that I'm a little house on the prairie girl at heart (laughs) that I want to be ma. I'm a ma wannabe. Anybody else out there a ma wannabe from little house of the prairie? But you know, those kinds of things to me 
really, if I'm say I'm going on there to search for an idea, I end up losing the main point of the idea because I just get so wrapped up in all those other things. So this certainly would apply to a homeschooling family, especially at this time of the year. There are so many of us that are preparing for homeschooling and back to school. And, you know, we go crazy with all the extra information out there. And just when you think you've got it all down pat with curriculum and you've chosen everything that you're going to use for the year and you've picked out the planner and you've set up the schedule, what happens? Then you go see what someone else is doing and you think, whoa, that looks good. Let me check it out. And all of a sudden, the plan that you were set on, the curriculum that you were set on, the schedule that you were set on for your family begins not to look so appealing anymore. You think, hmm, so-and-so is using that. That might be better than what I have. And it's like an endless, endless chasing, right? Chasing after something better when you already had something. We lose sight of the main thing. Now, I write all about this in my book called Home and in Simply Homeschool. And also touch on it, of course, in my book, Real Homeschool. But all of the time, I talk about these things, how so much of our world, which is meant to help us, all of these resources and things, they end up hurting us or burdening us because we get buried underneath all this extra stuff. I think back to when I first began homeschooling, I was so naive, naive in a good way, because the very first year that I was going to homeschool, a friend gave me her kindergarten curriculum. And I was so naive about homeschooling. You guys probably know if you've listened for a while. And if you haven't, you can go back and listen to my story in the archives of An Unlikely Homeschooler. And you can hear all about how I began my homeschool journey as a accidental homeschooler who came to this journey kicking and screaming because I didn't want to homeschool. So anyway, um, a friend had given me her daughter's kindergarten curriculum. She said she was finished with it and she didn't need it. And if I wanted to use it, then I could um, take, you know, her curriculum. Guess what? I didn't know there were any other options. When I look back and I think about that, it cracks me up. I took it and was like, okay, great. And another friend said, oh, is that what you're using this year? And I was like, well, yeah, because, you know, my friend gave it to me and, I figured if she used it, then it must be fine, and I'll use it. I literally did not know that there was um, millions of other <laughs> options. Should we say millions? I think there's like thousands of other options out there. I was so naive that I didn't know, but I'm almost jealous of my old self like that because ignorance is bliss. It would have been wonderful to not know that there was anything else out there and to stay that way and just blindly go into it thinking, well, this is good. It was like I was just an innocent child, right? Just trusting someone and figuring, well, you know, at that point um, on our journey, I knew that God was calling me to homeschool and I didn't want to homeschool, but I knew that God was calling me. And it was really a dependence on him. And having that curriculum given to me was just another example of that. Like, I don't really, I know what God's calling me to do this and somebody's giving me a curriculum, so I'll use it. Looking back, I, I see how it evolved over the few years after that when I did start to realize the CBD catalog existed, when the internet did start getting bigger, when I started attending homeschooling conventions, right? All of a sudden, my eyes were off that complete dependence and faith on God when I had no idea what I was doing, I trusted that he 
knew what I was doing and that he knew what he was doing. And then I turned from that mindset to, oh, there's all these other things out there. And all of a sudden I became the curriculum catalog junkie. You know, when the curriculum catalogs came in the mail, I was like held up in my room. Nobody talked to me because I need to look over these curriculum catalogs. And, um, you know, I was the one on the internet all the time reading all the reviews. I was the one at the homeschool convention walking up and down the aisles, you know, just in awe of all the different things. But even though I had such an abundance of resources right there, I would do anything to go back to that complete dependence mindset that I had the first year. Like, sure, this curriculum will do great because this is what God wants me to do. So... I think of that story often, like I said, it can apply to anything, whether you're a homeschooler or not, anything that you're doing. When you have that complete dependence on God and you walk in faith and you're looking to your word before you're looking to Google and you're seeking him in prayer before you go asking your friends for things, you know, for advice, I mean, um, there's that complete, almost blindness to everything else except him. And so often these days that gets lost so quickly just because of the information age we live in. So we really need to purpose for ourselves and be really intentional about truly seeking after him and, you know, avoiding the noise of this world as much as we can. Because like I said, we can apply this to anything with raising our children, you know, with, with, all of the stuff that comes with raising children, you know, and I know every generation says this, but I feel it now, so I'm going to sound like an old lady for a minute, but when I look at all of the things when I walk through Target right now that are available to new moms having babies, and I'm like, they didn't have any of that when I was having my baby, and I know that the older generation said that when I had babies, saying, we didn't have all this fancy stuff, but it's so true. It's like, you know... When we have babies, all of a sudden we're so focused on all the accessories that we can get that come with them and, you know, all this stuff we can buy and all these things. And not to say anyone's diminishing the life of the baby, but right, I know I did when I was having my baby shower and I had that little registry gun in my hand and I could go focus on all those things and setting up the nursery and all these cute little things. It was like I was so focused on all the stuff that came with the baby that, you know, you lose sight of the main thing. You could raise a baby without any of that stuff. Really, you could. Our grandparents and great-grandparents did it. So sure, there's things that make life convenient and helpful, but we have to be really careful not to get lured by all the shiny things of this world that promise us ease and comfort and beauty and wonderful things when we start to lose sight of the main thing. Keeping the main thing the main thing. Like I said, it happens in churches. It happens when we're just trying to worship, right? Nowadays, we have the fancy worship services and the equipment and the music and all that stuff. But don't lose sight of the main thing, which is worship. And nowhere in the Bible does it say we need all that extra stuff. Believe me, I'm not saying it's not a good thing or we can't have worship services that are elaborate. But we must not lose sight of the main thing. And I get very um, nervous when I see our culture, our Christian culture, depending on outside things and externals 
before we look to God first. So whether it's in homeschool, in churches, like I said, raising your family, birthday parties, right? Sure, it's fun to have a, you know, a birthday party with a theme. When we were little, the birthday party with a theme maybe meant I had a uh, balloon candle on my cake. I don't know. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like we don't do big birthday parties at our house. But, you know, you go out there and you see these elaborate themed birthday parties that the children are not going to feel that they are loved more because they had all these elaborate themes. And some people thrive on that and they love planning all that stuff. And if you thrive on that, then that's wonderful. But for many of us, it becomes a burden because we feel like we need to keep up with others. and We feel like we need to keep up with the culture. But as Christians, we are not to keep up with the Joneses. We are to keep up with God. And when we lose sight of the main thing, there's really very a limited amount of main things that we need to be focused on. Loving God, seeking after him, following him, honoring him, exalting him, sharing the good news with others. These are the main things in life. All of the other stuff is extra. Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given unto you as well. If you want to keep the main thing the main thing, meditate on that verse every single day. That's my ultimate favorite Bible verse, and that is like my life verse. And it is so true. When you really think about what you actually need, and what our true purposes are in life. You weed out so much, boom, right there. So many things just literally fall off, you know, the list of things that are important. Seek him first and the rest will fall into place. And he will give you what you need, which is really very little. We need God we need to seek after him. All of the extra things in this world will fade very quickly someday. You know, we're a bunch of busybodies in our culture, right? Everybody feels like they need to be busy, 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 busy. Busy equals success. A full calendar must mean that your family is doing a great job. And the busier we are, the better. And it's almost like you get into these conversations with people and you know out there if you're listening I'm sure you can relate it's like oh how are you doing oh good I'm just so busy that's what we say it's like our mantra I'm just so busy you know it's like if you don't say that well then there's something wrong with you because then you're just lazy that's not true it's like you almost feel bad saying, well, I had nothing to do today. So I sat outside in my garden and enjoyed my kids and we played and we laughed and we had fun. It's like we're embarrassed to say we have downtime. You know, we have to say we're busy. We have to say our calendar is full. We have to say we have no time because that's what the culture makes us feel like we're supposed to do. Oh, I have no time for that. Absolutely not. That's not keeping the main thing the main thing. God doesn't want us to have this illusion that we are doing great things because our calendar is full and because we're busy. We're illusion we're, that's disillusioning ourselves. Okay? What are you busy doing? Are you busy doing things that are furthering the kingdom? Are you busy doing things that are bearing fruit? Are you busy or is your busy a burden? Because if it's a burden, then that's a red flag. If you're doing things for the kingdom, you can be super busy on your calendar, but it doesn't feel like a burden. And you have joy. 
You don't have that, oh, I'm so busy, you know, like the rest of the world. That's like what we feel like we need to say, oh, we're so busy, you know, with the eye roll. <laughs> no, we say, boy, I've got a lot going on, but it's all good stuff. And I've got the joy of the Lord when I'm doing it. That's a good busy. That's doing things for the kingdom. So is your schedule becoming uh, lost, that you're losing sight of the main thing because you're just filling it up with so many things to do? I mean, there are so many opportunities for our children nowadays. That everybody feels like, especially as homeschooling moms, we feel like we need to keep everybody busy so they look, kids look socialized. And so we look like we're, we know what we're doing and you know we're not unsocialized or whatever it is, whether you're homeschool or not. You feel like you need to keep up. And you need to have your kids busy. Like, you know, summer is no longer downtime for kids. They need to be in camps. They need to be in karate. They need to be in, you know, football, whatever it is. Um, And that may be true if your children really truly love those things. But again, if it's just becoming a burden, we're not keeping the main thing the main thing. And for children, the main thing is to be children, not to be little adults packaged into a a child's body. They are to be children and doing childhood things in the summer. And it's okay if they have some downtime. It's okay if they're bored. You know, keep it simple. But we don't have to be busy bodies with a full schedule so that, like I said, we have the illusion that we're doing good things. That's losing sight of the main thing about seeking him first. You know, I wrote about this on on the blog this year. At some point I wrote about um, how we, as our society, you know, it's almost sad because we used to just want to get food on our table for our families to survive and have a roof over their heads to keep them safe and provide shelter. And if you look at our culture nowadays, we not only are able, most of us, comfortably to provide a roof over our kids' heads and food on the table, but we have entire television shows that are dedicated to decorating those homes and feeding those families, and often we go into debt doing those things. Oh my goodness, if you guys were following along on my Instagram and my Instagram stories, and I think I posted a little bit even on Facebook last week, We decorated a room in my house. Now, that's not a big deal for most of you, but for me it is because I'm just not big on decorating. So we kind of changed our little family room to make it a little more cozy for our school year and get the piles of books that were on the floor off the floor, and we bought a bookshelf. That was enough for me. I don't, I, 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 that's enough. I don't need to redo another room ever again because there's too many choices, too many options, You could have the most beautiful looking room in the whole world, but if you turn on HGTV and watch Joanna Gaines decorate a house, all of a sudden it's not beautiful anymore. (laughs) And I talked about this actually before on the blog. I remember we talked about it at our women's retreat. But I love my house. If anybody out there, you guys know, I love our little house in the country. It is my simple home and it is my sanctuary, our paradise. We love it, right? But I'm not big on decorating. I want things to look nice, but I can't spend the time or the money really um, trying to make it just so. You know, if I see something at home goods that looks good, I'll buy it because there's too many options out there and there's always something better. So anyway, our house is decorated pretty simply, but um, we were watching that Fixer Upper show with Joanna Gaines when it was kind of, I guess, 
first a little it's really become much more popular now but this is before like the magnolia and all that stuff existed the stuff in you know her stores and all that but we were watching it on netflix or hulu or whatever it is and i turned off the show one night and looked around my house and i was like my house stinks i don't have my house decorated like that people i love my house i love it but it was so easy to lose my perspective when I was bombarded with these images of, you know, really beautifully decorated homes. And I lost sight of the main thing. My home is my sanctuary. My home is my paradise. My home is where I want other people to feel the love of Jesus. Not to come in and say, Karen's got a really cool couch or Karen's got, you know, the best looking, uh, I don't know, kitchen table, whatever it is. No, I want them to sit around that table and feel the love of Jesus and to be, you know, feeling hospitality. But I don't want people to leave my house saying, well, Karen's house just looks so great. If that's what they're leaving my house seeing or feeling, then that's the wrong thing. I'm not keeping the main thing the main thing. When I have people over my house, it's because I want them to feel love from me that ultimately shows the love of Christ. And I would love people to leave my house and say, wow, that's a home that I really could see God in. And not, wow, that's a home that's really decorated beautifully. So again, keeping the main thing, the main thing. We go so overboard now. It could be anything. I've talked about this one before, about the chicken coops, right? When we first got chickens, I was so excited because we knew nothing about chickens. So I was so excited to learn. And when I went on the internet to learn about chickens. Do you know what I discovered? We will take anything in our society and just completely (laughs) take it to the next level. There are people out there with chicken coops that are nicer than my house, right? We were going to build a chicken coop, so I searched on the internet to learn how to build a chicken coop. There are Pinterest boards upon Pinterest boards with people having nicer chicken coops than my home. And I'm like, okay, this is losing sight of the main thing. These are chickens. They are going to poop in this coop. Yet these people have curtains and window boxes with plants in them and pretty things. And of course, I'm not saying out there, that's you and you have that kind of chicken coop. It's a bad thing. But for somebody like me who's just trying to learn about how to make a chicken coop to keep my chickens alive, (laughs) because I don't know how to take care of them yet, and you see all of these things, how quickly we lose sight of the main thing. And we'll do it with anything. It can be chicken coops. It can be schooling. It can be homes. It can be recipes, birthday parties, um, anything. You name it out there. And we do it. I mean, even with meal planning, right? I've written before and I've talked about it on this podcast, how we keep meals so simple. I don't I don't eat to live. I mean, I don't live to eat. I eat to live. Believe me, I like food like everybody else. But I can't get so wrapped up in these crazy meal plans where, you know, yes, we need to feed our families. But do we really need to like spend all this time and energy? My kids just want to eat. Simple, simple, simple. We eat the same five, seven meals every week and just rotate, you know, or I change it up. You know, one week is certain kind of pasta, then the next week would be maybe a different kind or, you know, whatever. But we just have like theme days, Mexican, pasta, soup, quiche, chicken. We're boring, tacos. And we just do the same thing every week. (laughs) It's not that big of a deal. 
But like I said, years ago, our grandparents, that's how they ate. They weren't making these freezer meals, 30-minute meals, um, whatever it is. You know, make 30 meals in five hours. I don't know, all these things. And those things can be really helpful for busy families. But believe me, the amount of information and time I see invested in these things blows my mind. So... Again, if you like those things and you're into meals and you're into planning and you're into food and you love it, that's great if it's not a burden. But when you start to lose sight of the main thing, like I would see all these things be like, wow, I have to do that. I've got to be the good homeschooling family and I've got to make freezer meals and plan ahead and blah, blah, blah. Because I got to, you know, keep up with those homeschooling families. I do not. Our family is perfectly happy with, you know, tacos, pasta, chicken. (laughs) The same thing every week. And so for me, I don't want to lose sight of the main thing. I want to have more time to do the things that truly matter to me. And I want to not be burdened by the expectations of a society that I see, you know, out there. I just want to make sure that I am keeping things simple, keeping my focus, you know, laser sharp, because it's so easy to get distracted these days because we are bombarded with images and bombarded with things telling us, you know, how to do things a certain way, that I just want to keep my focus laser sharp. The main thing, focus on Jesus, focus on my family, Life is short. It is too short to be bogged down by these details, especially details that in the light of eternity will not matter. Um, So that is a little bit about how we keep the main thing the main thing. I'd love to hear your ideas um, and how you keep it simple and how you keep the main thing the main thing. So comment on this blog post, comment on the podcast. If you're listening on iTunes um, and you could rate and review this podcast, podcast that would be wonderful to help get the message out there for more people if you're um, a facebook follower comment and let me know how you guys are keeping it simple and how you keep the main thing the main thing let's share ideas let's you know encourage each other i'm all about walking this journey together with other women just a reminder on september 1st we will be opening up our registration for the simply living for him retreat early registration begins september 1st we are already one third of the way there with people attended, um, registered to attend compared to the number we had last year. And we only had registration opened for three days so far. So that means if you are listening and you are planning on joining us, mark your calendar for September 1st. You will want to make sure you register early because space is limited. We already have, I think, four or five lodges booked up already, and those are limited as well. So please make sure you register early this year because it seems like we are already, you know, well on our way to having a decent amount of attendees for next year for our Simply Living for Him retreat. If you don't know what that is, go over to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats, and you can read all about our women's weekend that is just an amazing time of talking about all these things you know really seeking Jesus above the noise of this world it's a great time to just get away in a beautiful setting from all the distractions of this world so I would love to see you there you can find that information on the blog and also um, you can follow me on Instagram I have so much fun these days with Instagram stories if you just want to see little snippets of our day I have so much fun using that I 
must admit, it's a lot of fun to just stay connected with others out there. And um, you can follow along on the Facebook page for Simply Living for Him. And if you are a homeschooler, follow along over on my other website, Bible-Based Homeschooling, where I share all resources and encouragements for the Christian homeschooling family. Also, on August 25th, which is coming up soon, I will be hosting an event in Chester, New Jersey for homeschooling moms. It's a back-to-homeschool mom's day out of encouragement, and I will be giving two of my sessions that I give when I speak at homeschooling conventions. I've sort of tailored them, though, more for this back-to-school time. I'll be speaking about getting back to the basics and simplifying homeschool, and also about uh, called home and finding joy and letting God lead your homeschool. That is in Chester, New Jersey on August 25th from 10 a.m. till 3. We're also going to have time to pray as um, women together over our homeschools and our families. We're going to have some informal times of chatting and fellowship and sharing with one another. So I encourage you to join us in Chester at Grace Bible Chapel. I need to know if you are coming though. You need to register either on the Facebook page, on the event page, which you can find on the Simply Living for Him Facebook page, or email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com with the subject workshop and let me know that you are attending. We would love to see you there. Um, And if you have any other questions, feel free to email me. So I hope this podcast helped and encouraged you to keep the main thing, the main thing. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.